Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. This is Communications Roundtable, and I'm Tara Zimmer, the Communications Director from the Ohio Ministry Network. I am so glad that you are all here today for the last session. Oh my goodness, before we go back to our final general session. So this one is going to be more interactive because you've been sitting, you've been hearing a lot of information today, and so it's time to start talking about that. I was sharing just before we started how last year I was really new in my role with the Ohio Ministry Network and I didn't know a lot of people. And several of you that I know in this room now, it's because I met you during this session. This is such a, a great opportunity to get to connect and hear what other churches are doing and how we can just grow and be better together. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and then we'll just jump into having some conversation, some guided conversation. So I am the communications director. I'm also going to introduce Jordan Scales over here. She's my assistant, and she makes all the things pretty that you see with the Ohio Ministry Network. So like the magazine and the websites, she does all the pretty things. <laughs> she does all the graphics and all of that kind of stuff, social media, and she does an excellent job. Um, she used to be Rostifer, she's now Scales, so <laughs> there's some people over there trying to claim her. <laughs> Yes. So uh, I've been in this role since 2020, August 2020, and I came from Christian Life Center in Dayton where I was a staff pastor, and then I moved into this role because my primary skill set is change and organizational leadership. So that's what I've done um, in different ministries throughout the years. I'm an ordained minister, and so that's what I did at CLC. I was in like four different ministries, so we don't have this going, so let's start this up, and then let's hand this off, move on to the next thing. And communications didn't really exist. And when we started Ohio for Jesus, it, in Tanzania, when we had the first conversations about that, Pastor John and our consultant and our team at the time, they were just discussing what do we need to make Ohio for Jesus happen? And the biggest thing that they came back with is they said, we need to bathe it in prayer and we need to figure out how to communicate clearly and effectively. And we need to help others do the same. So they came back and that's how I ended up here, <laughs> is to put in place systems and processes for us to be able to clearly communicate with each other and with those in our congregations. It's so easy to think that you've communicated something clearly and when you talk to someone and ask them what they heard, it's not what you thought you said. It's not what you thought you communicated. And so that's what we want to brainstorm and just talk together. So similar to what we did last year, we are, I'm going to give some topics, I'm going to throw some things on the screen, and this is going to be all of us just popcorn talking, sharing some, some insights, sharing what you have learned and we're going to learn together. Last year, I changed our scheduling platform at the network office for our, um, our social media because Derek shared that Zoho Social is a great resource that they use, and it did all the things that we wanted to do for a third of the price of the one we were using. So there, the, you never know what you can learn. There's no sense in reinventing the wheel when we are all here that can help each other be better. So I just want us to, um, to just talk through some things. Let's start with social media. Throw out, what are some social media platforms that you use and why? Why do you use those for your church? Facebook. Facebook. It's the only one, just Facebook. Facebook Live. Facebook Live, that's awesome. How, why do you use Facebook Live specifically? It's just our demographics. Just those people that, we have an older congregation okay. And that, that's, we tried some YouTube and we got two views maybe. <laughs> invest in a source that would you know go after the multiple platforms it wasn't really that much for it and going back we get a lot of, we have a lot of activity on Facebook 
Facebook. Okay, good. So and do you just live stream your services or do you do other live content? Both, yeah. Okay. Like I do other live okay. What have you seen the most engagement? Like your favorite thing that you like to, that you get the most engagement from? That's any, any kind of community outreach that we do just blows okay. up. Because people really want to know that you're just doing what, you know, doing what they want you to do. You know, yes. what they think you should be doing. Reaching out to the community. You know, we've got a, a local elementary school that we're partnership with. We'll go to two schools to fly and show pictures on, you know, Facebook. And we'll just be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Here's some money. <laughs> so yeah. That's what. What are some other things? Instagram. Does anyone use Instagram? How, who has gotten into Reels for their church? Oh, a face lit up over here. Oh my goodness. Share your experience. Um, our church is preschool, and so it's been. Uh, we've been working on getting enrollment, and so our preschool um, admin started doing Instagram Reels, and they uh, Reels can really pop off if you. <laughs> what are some things if you do them well? Give us an example. Um, you have these popular sounds, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also she got really good at learning some of the styles, and uh, also consistency. Is people want to see it on their feed every day? Yeah. Popular sounds. Um. Yeah. Reels are. I'm sorry. No. Go. For, this is. That's what this is. This is not about me. This is about all of us. They're, they came from TikTok, and right. so they're usually less than a minute videos. And um, their sounds, like a popular sound, like a popular like, bit of a song or something that somebody said, and you use that. And because if you click on the sound, it can take you to all the different videos mm -hmm. of that sound. Like music? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. It can be music. It can be somebody saying something silly. Um, stuff other people made up. It's stuff other people made up, or it can be things that are like um, a song, like songs that were popular years ago are now becoming more popular now because they just took that clip and put it in TikTok. Um, I don't, there's one in particular I think is funny just because I, I, I like to find out where things come from. Um, the, po or the Go Little Rock Star. Do you guys know what that actually is saying? Pope is a rock star. It's about the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> but people miss, and the song's been out since like 2015, 2016. But this band has taken off in the last few months because people thought they were saying, go little rock star, and started making videos where they want to encourage someone or they're proud of themselves. And they'll be like, go little rock star with it. And it's like, the song's actually Pope is a rock star, but <laughs> they'll take it. They're getting, <laughs> they're getting the royalties from that. So it can really be anything. Sometimes it's scenes from a movie, and it's popular. The, the Office is a really popular one. People like to parody, and they'll take the, the sound from The Office and do things with that. Yeah. Yes. I see them showing up on my Facebook feed. Yes. So you can do them on Facebook as well now. So if you do it on Instagram, it'll show up on your Facebook, but you can also do them on connect Facebook. Just to connect If you connect. Them on yes. There are a few people that have the same. Yeah, have just Facebook that I've seen a few accounts. I prefer it when you do it on Instagram just because it's better organized. But if you do it on TikTok, it'll show up on your TikTok, your Instagram, and your Facebook. There you go. You're reaching an even younger audience yes. <laughs> TikTok's pushing the limits with some. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I take no stance either direction. <laughs> 
we, I think I shared this last year that um, we have uh, missionaries, like AG missionaries, who are on TikTok, and they have started having salvations on TikTok. AG National Office did a article on them that they had, were seeing hundreds of salvations through TikTok on there. So social media can be its own ministry platform, um, and it doesn't have to just be a way of communicating about the ministry you have already. It can be a way you build that. So what are some, give some other examples. That's, that was awesome. Thanks for sharing. Who uses TikTok for their personally, and then for your ministry? Our youth group. Your youth group. We tried with our big church, but our youth group uses it, and a lot of the youth group they check in. They love making them together, so it also becomes a thing they can connect while at group and they share about, and they love it. Yeah, and that. Go ahead. Okay. Yes, I think what you just said is basically you need to define your audience. And we even had a session about that. But the reason is TikTok is perfect if you're going for a younger audience. But if you are trying to bring in more people in their 30s, you're going to hit or miss on TikTok. If you're trying to bring in more teenagers and more young adults, Gen Z, early 20s, you're going to, that's where they all are. Instagram's going to get, that's the millennials and the older Gen Zs. And then you have Facebook. Facebook's the new email. It's like, you know, everybody needs to have it. <laughs> but the younger you are, the less likely you are to use it. <laughs> so, yes. Um, any, any other examples or ways that you've been using social media creatively or ways that you would encourage others? We use Snapchat, too. Snapchat? How so? Yeah, it's a relationship builder. It's, it's the mall now. Like yeah. nobody goes and hangs out at the mall after school. At least I don't think they do really anymore. <laughs> like I don't go to the mall anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> That's where you're hanging out. <laughs> but it used to be. Can I go to the mall and walk? That's what after high school. Or, That's what everybody wanted to do when I was a kid. Now it's you're just on social media. So um, being present there is important, especially if you're working with younger, younger people. Um, relatively, 
that. But um, we started out with Pat. I'm so used to calling him Pastor Kyle when it comes to like ministry. <laughs> <laughs> when Kyle and I started, we only had about like 11. So, I mean, we've like doubled in size, which is incredible. I mean, all glory to God. Like, that's an amazing thing. Um, I really use Snapchat specifically for our youth group. I don't really use it for like, I don't, yeah, I don't really have like other friends or anything on there. It's just like specifically for our youth group. Oh. What are some other, those of you who use either Instagram Reels or TikTok, what are some ways you've used that successfully? Anybody else want to share? Or did we hear from all those people already? <laughs> we, I think we should make a commitment. I need to do this personally because I need to be better at this. We should make a Reel. If you have Instagram for your ministry at all, just, just try it out. I tried it out the other day and it glitched and I used that as my excuse. I was like, of course. Which I've heard happens quite frequently. So just know that, that it's not you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I'm not meant to be, make reels. I'm like, no, I must get into this. I will not allow this to get ahead of me. <laughs> um, so we just need to stay up to date and in, in what's coming and what's around. Uh, a lot of times, you know, when you look at church and how church has has grown or developed over the years. A lot of churches, you had a style of what we did in the early 1900s, and we had a style that we did that works for each generation as you go throughout, but we haven't really changed styles of churches in a long time. And I think that the pandemic really has escalated something that's coming and that we are starting to see is that it's shifted how people interact and how people engage with us in churches. And the biggest way is millennials and Gen Z, all of the research says they're not coming back to a physical church building. Like it's just, we can do what we want. We can try all that we want. But the reality is they don't see that as a need in their lives. And so we need to go where they are and where they are is social media. And so just being intentional about how we engage on social media and how we, how we are reaching out, it doesn't have to just be about come to my church. It can be about I'm coming to where you are and I'm gonna meet you there and I can disciple you through a relationship built through, through reels. I feel like I am personally friends with some of these people that are real. Who's friends with Elise Myers in here? <laughs> Elise Myers, if you're not familiar, she does TikTok videos, reels, all of the things. And I feel like she's my best friend because she walks me through crazy parts of life. She tells me about when she tells you about those awkward things that you thought you were the only one who was dealing with it. And no, she is too, so it's okay. Elise and I got this. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that you can present on social media is there are things that people are going through. And you know what? Jesus has you. And let me share with you how I walked through that. Let me share with you a story. In, in 30 seconds, I can share with you a testimony about how my life was changed by the power of the Lord. And their life can be changed too. And you never know how that's going to impact. Right now, social media, especially the Instagram Reels, the church is very poorly represented. And I don't mean that there aren't people that are Christians there. I just mean the, ch the deconstruction, if you're not familiar with that term, do a little uh, Google it. <laughs> but deconstruction of the church is huge right now. And there are so many people, former pastors, former Christians, who are on there telling people what they should and should not believe about Christ because of their experiences of getting hurt by the church or their experiences of a church not being biblical. 
And so they need to see a representation of biblical Christianity lived out on those platforms so that people can see that, yes, that happened there. But just because those people hurt that person doesn't mean that Jesus is that. Doesn't mean that every church is that. And so I just want to see us start flooding those platforms. And so I'm encouraged to hear those of you who are doing that. And I hope that we can just keep learning from each other. If you're interested, I'm going to volunteer those of you who said something. If you're interested in learning about how to do that, who in here would be willing to just walk you through or, or tell somebody, like, here's a video you can go look at? Anybody in here? Anybody? No? Okay. I, I'm going to tell you. Derek will, will help you. Gabrielle will help you. <laughs> They're part of the communications team, so I can now say that. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk through some strengths and weaknesses in ministry that you see. And um, strengths and weaknesses in your personal ministry. So how do you guys feel about live streaming? I'd love to hear some conversation on live streaming. I've heard some controversial things recently about people saying, I want people coming back to my church so we're not live streaming anymore. Or um, live stream it needs to be where we put all of our funds and everything in between. So let's talk. How do you feel? I love Gabrielle, she's really strong, like she was discussing, like Facebook ads and TikTok, and we're really blessed. We balance each other out really well because I knew nothing about the ads and TikTok and all that. And she does not care about live streaming, so somehow it's amazing that we got brought together. But I get on live stream, we Facebook Live every Sunday, and I have like a regular. Um, regular attenders almost like on our live stream which is really cool and really does help people feel connected to the church even if they can't be there and I, I do strongly still believe that people need to be in the church if they're able to be in the church but I think that the live stream is better than if it can't come then that still gives them a way to be present and maybe some people just aren't ready to come through the door or they're you know various reasons of why they can't be there or aren't ready but a lot of people will still attend the live stream and I mean we keep a regular attendance of them we still reach out to them personally and um, she a lot of us were in the previous session but um, Gabrielle gave an example the, um, this we just last week had um, a regular attender her daughter was in an accident and mm -hmm. she texted me like knowing that I was like I'm like the main um, person on the live stream and said, can you, can your church please be praying for my daughter? And within like, you know, 10 minutes of receiving that text, we had our church praying on a Tuesday afternoon yeah. for this girl that her daughter, for this girl's daughter, the mother like regularly attends on live stream. Yeah. So it's, it's well, awesome. Plus you never know who you're going to reach. I know we actually have some, some people in Pakistan mm -hmm. that watch every week wow. and have now for probably about three or four weeks that I can cool. think of because wow. I'll comment yes. every week That's and awesome. I see them and I'm, you know, you know, it's encouraging to see. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. You know, it's like, okay, we are impacting so much farther than just our little community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Well, the Bible tells us to go out into the world mm -hmm. and this is a huge, huge asset on mm -hmm. our, uh, yeah. On our, just at our fingertips. Yeah. That I mean, like the way the technology has, you know, formed and all that. Like we have so much at our fingertips that we can reach so many more people mm -hmm. than we could even five years ago. Mm -hmm. 
COVID had a lot of its downfalls, but I think that's one of the biggest ups. biggest ups. Yeah. One thousand percent. It, it took it took the church out of the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It took us out of the four walls. And it forced us to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really did. I mean, a lot of people can say what they want about live streaming, and it it can be a hectic, mm -hmm. you know, especially with Facebook. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's essential. It's you know and. I know with our pastor, he's very adamant to make sure he interacts with the live stream mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well as keeping everyone in attendance That's good. attentive as well. What are some ways that those of you who do live stream keep people engaged online? That it's not just that they're sitting there in their living room watching a TV show, but they are really engaging. Sunday we made sure that they introduced themselves because you never know when someone new is watching on live stream mm -hmm. so they always say it like he always introduces himself and says like he's the youth pastor and then our um, senior pastor he introduces himself mm -hmm. specifically to the like live stream people in attendance and one other thing I was going to comment on which was just something I learned from doing this now for a couple years was like our church, when we first started, when I first started attending there, we didn't even have a camera. So a lot of the um, older generation, when we started introducing, like, we're going to have this live stream and camera, and we were taking more pictures, and not everybody is comfortable with that. So I did feel like it was helpful to, like, slowly introduce that, and also, like, I was nervous because I didn't want people upset that I might be like, we made sure, you know, that if there was anyone that didn't want their photo taken or posted, and um, we also, on the live stream, we try to still keep, um, obviously, like, the salvation call when Christians are bowing their head and eyes are closed, like, it's really important that we still keep that private yeah. and things like that. And then one other thing, what I'm passionate <coughs> about live streaming <laughs> This last thing I was thinking of, which is just kind of comical, but um, we fi um, finally have somebody that's um, helping me with running the camera, which I, allows me to sit with my husband, who I hadn't sat in church with for like two years because I was always behind the camera. But um, I'm actively commenting. Uh, do you do that on yours? I, because I'm the only person, I do when I when he goes into his message. It's like a juggling, After it's worship, a juggling act. I, I can yeah. have a second to go through, yeah. but I, not like I would like to. Yeah, so it's nice if you can get someone to help with like the camera and the iPad, but it was um, interesting at first because some of the older folks like thought I was playing on my phone during the service <laughs> and not like paying attention to the sermon, so we kind of had to like slowly introduce like, no, we have an online ministry and I'm actually communicating with them. But it's just, it's definitely like a transition and getting everybody comfortable and used to it and just aware of what's going on. It's important for people who aren't as familiar with it to still at least know like what's going on. Yeah, that your, your service isn't just the people in the room. Yeah. Getting people accustomed to welcome everyone who's here and online or watch it, things like that. Yes. So Levi, there. No, there than there. I was just letting you know I saw his hand too. <laughs>
No, I think that's excellent. And you remind me of something. So that was part of what I did um, at Christian Life Center. I would help moderate the service um, platform as well. And what I did that helped me, and maybe this is helpful, is I wrote all of those things, that, the consistent things. I had a document, a Word document, with all of my, like, welcome to live stream. I just copy-paste at the beginning. And then at a certain time, then I, uh, the new guest card and all of that spiel, copy-paste and hit enter. And then I also had some like responses that I just felt found myself typing a lot that I just put in there so when that came up, I didn't have to... They're not waiting on a response from me as part of it, that they get a more immediate because especially the larger your church gets, the more the more quickly that goes by. And so you're trying to get get it out there and it's like it's already at the top and you're you're trying to type. So just having those pre written for yourself and ready to go is is really helpful. Kyle? Um, one thing that probably like any church attendance, knowing how many people are at the church who is at the church attendance is important. Um, and creating an online connection card mm-hmm. that can be copied and pasted into the comments. So when I'm up on stage announcing our connection card to our congregation, as I'm holding it up, I'm mm-hmm. saying, oh, and Erica's back there now uploading your connection card so you can interact with us online and give us whatever information you feel comfortable giving us. And I think connection cards, for some churches get away from them in person, um, but online I think that's, that's really important because now we have a database Mm-hmm. Oh, this lady, uh, Mary Sue, who we never met in person, we have her information. We can reach out to her, and now we have a relationship yeah. with her. Right. And she feels like, oh, I go to Word of Life Fellowship. I don't go in person, but I go. That's my church. They know who I am. A way that, do, do, you, do you find it better to put it in the comments? Because I know with us, we actually have it at the top. That's our first yeah. question. Um, yeah, I, like, I'm on their live while he's doing that, so... Like, literally, as he's saying the connection card, I'm on there saying, here's a link to our online connection card. So they can click it right then and there. Because, I mean, we have our giving and our connection all in place at the top okay. with, with our, you know, welcome to, to yeah. our church. That's, a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. You could how, do, probably do it how do you do that? Yeah. How, really yeah. I think that that's what... Um, <laughs> just made a link to it. Just because when it. we get live like, on the like it, do you put it... Yeah, in your description. Oh, okay. Yeah, I probably that's a really good idea. You probably could do both because that would mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, I saw that. Because people don't see things. <laughs> really, though, like, you can also like, the lower third. Yeah. Because we do that too. Um, like, that's what I was going to say. That's what we do at my church is a QR code that we put it on the slide and then they make it full screen for the live stream so that they can, and it also has it has the QR code, and then it also tells you the, the web address to get to the QR code. Well, we're actually using... Oh, that's not your Facebook page. No, this is, the, this is, but 
we haven't changed the name to the Facebook, but we are a church that has changed. Derek, you try. So I was just going to say, on the original point of that is, I think the problem with city church. a lot of, it's so foxy, but I think there's a problem with a lot of pastors or churches who believe that somehow a live stream is taking people out of their church building, I just right. think is not true. I just think we're at a point now where, uh, during COVID, sure, that could have been a thing, but as we're coming out of that, there's been plenty of studies um, that say mm-hmm. that the people that are not coming back to your building are not just watching online because they don't want to come in, it's that's yeah. That's just not the case anymore. People that are coming back are coming back. And the yeah. people that are watching online is for a lot of different reasons. It's not simply mm-hmm. because they don't want to come back into your building. Yeah. And then the yeah. people who are doing either, they're not doing either. So providing a live stream to for people to watch, like you said, in Pakistan, you know, all over the country that are seeing that, I think the consideration is that we need to look at live stream as a second service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if we act like it's a service and we love the people that are there like they're in our service and we give them opportunities just like everyone else. We mm-hmm. treat them as anyone else that's in our church for forgiving, for connection, for um, for the uh, connect cards. Yeah. I think that's, that's what's going to make them feel included. And you will have people that will attend online that will never step through your door. Yeah. Well, because they're either not local or they've got health issues. or We, we found out actually a lot of the people, we're getting more interaction throughout the week sure. than actually on the Sunday morning. Yeah, people okay, coming back know, and watching. Sometimes up to maybe 10, 11 people during the Sunday service, but throughout the week, we'll see that number jump. Yeah, we have Tammy, Jay, Kyle. <laughs> I a question for the moderators. That they're saying they're moderating during the service. Um, are you interacting with individuals very much? Like, I mean, if there's somebody, you know, the pastor gives an altar call for a prayer, and then the person wants to respond to salvation. Are you praying with them individually, or, or I mean, like I, I realize it's typing and things like that. Or I mean, I mean, is there ever a situation where some people actually um, private message you and you can contact them at all? Yeah, we ha- we actually have a digital card that I also post during the salvation call. That's if they um, if they made a new commitment, they have there's a we have a digital form for that too. And then also kind of going off that, um, I always think it's important. Like a lot of people have prayer requests, but they don't feel comfortable putting that on social, like, out for the whole world to see, like, mm-hmm. if it's personal and private. So I always, always encourage people that and let them know, like, we are available on private message, call us, text, or, um, you know, during prayer time, I always say, you know, you're welcome to post here. We want to pray for you. And if you feel more comfortable, please private message us. We, we tell people to put it on their connect card as well. They're not yeah. 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 So, something we did at my last church at CLC, we had a Google Voice number that we would flash up on the screen and we would say that if you would like prayer now, like you can text this number. And um, we would call, we had people actively, we had two teams during the height of COVID. We had the online team and we had the, the phone team. And so we had people just monitoring that and we were just fielding those calls. So there are lots of different ways to do it. Yeah. Did yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I have a, just a quick story. Um, I grew up as a PK, and <coughs> my brother is six years, well, almost seven or six and a half years old. And um, when he got married, my mom and dad could not stand an empty house. So they decided they would do fostering. And so they fostered 112 children, 
people over the years. Wow. And they also had exchange students, and we had exchange students from Brazil, Switzerland, and Germany. And my parents now are quite elderly, and um, getting, he won't say that he's retired, but you know how that goes. <laughs> but they're up in their 80s, you know? And what is so exciting is 30 years later, you know, my husband pastors, and we have our live stream, and one particular Sunday, one of our media people after church said, hey, you won't believe this. I'm like, what? We had these people, they were from Switzerland, they were from Germany, and from Brazil, and they were on. <laughs> really? So I didn't think too much of it. I thought, that's kind of interesting, you know? Well, week after week, it was happening. So we started checking back and researching. Here, those were the exchange students that they, they knew who I was, but we had lost contact. It had been 30-some years. Now that whole family in Brazil, three families in Switzerland, and two families in Germany have all given wow. to the Lord. So we started That's incredible. Wow. And so it's just been, it's just been really good. That's incredible. So I think the live stream, you know, maybe it doesn't work for some, but I think it is definitely reaching. Yeah. What church are you a part of? I meant to ask that as you were. I'm sorry? Ark. 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 As, as we talk, we should say what, <coughs> excuse me, what church you're a part of, here and here. <laughs> so, well, I'm from Victory Church in the city. Um, one really cool thing that with live streaming, um, I, I am also a community called Crafty Chicks group, so the yeah. so group of women, we get together at, uh, the first and third Sundays, we do crafts, we do Bible journaling, we do outreaches, things like that, but out of like the 15 that I have that come, four of them are online only. Face to face. Yeah. That's really cool. Yes. Carrie, did you? Yes. Um, to see the as missionaries, we can see on the outside of what the church is doing. Sometimes you only see the immediate around you, but as the outsiders, we've seen on the outside of how live stream have really have helped the churches, we have heard more positive input of, um, it's not one or the other, it's both, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, we, have, we have had so many pastors say that we have grown um, not only um, in person, but also after COVID in person, but also through live stream. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, um, they feel like they have ministered to people in a greater measure, like somebody you have said earlier, that you are reaching outside of your wall even more, making you aware of what's going on on the outside of your world. And so um, as missionaries, we've seen a lot of positive of uh, the live stream of what the churches are doing. And so we uh, we really encouraging them. Those are engaged in person, really have them engaged in the church, but also to have them engaged with those that are watching a live stream. So that way, you don't have two different churches, where we are two congregations. Try try to find ways that you can mesh them together, have a picnic, or have a time of dinner together, 
uh, to engage engage them. So those that only watch through the media, the live stream, will come check out in person. Mm -hmm. And then those people that do go in person, there'll be times that then vacation or something happen that they'll be watching live stream that they will still feel engaged with the church as well. So it's not one or the other. That we, that's what we are hearing and seeing. Yes. And, um, but main, well, most importantly, they said that they, their financial um, realm have really increased two, three, four times than just having in-person service. Yes. So I'm just looking at both ways. Yes, yeah, that's something I think that we were all worried about when it came to COVID was tithing and such and how would that happen. And I don't know about your churches, but I know the church that I was at during the height of COVID, CLC, they were, we were, it moved us like 10 years in the future of where we wanted to be with how many people started giving online, which our finance department was like, you got, this is, <laughs> this is helping our bookkeeping. This helps, it makes things a lot easier, things like that. So COVID, yes, we, we focused a lot on all of the things that it's been terrible and we were glad to move out of it. But I think it did help us move forward in some of these technological areas a little bit faster than we would have otherwise and, and put us maybe five or 10 years ahead of the game, thankfully. <laughs> if, if we had to have a pandemic, at least we got something good out of it, right? <laughs> yes. Well, we haven't heard from all of you. I want to hear some of you talk. We're going to move to um, some other things on here. Um, I also want to hear some feedback from you guys. You've been attending. Hopefully, this isn't your only communications breakout. I'd love feedback on if you would like additional breakouts in some of these areas. Because, for example, feedback that we've gotten, uh, we have two tracks. I don't know if you caught the difference between the two communications tracks that we had. One was more advanced than the other one. And then this time frame, there, this was the only option because I wanted everybody to kind of come together. But we had a like intro and to social media and um, identifying your audience and things like that. And then we had um, building your... your um, what did you teach? Broadcasting. <laughs> Broadcasting. On, we, had the, we had those different things. So um, we were trying to offer different tracks because that was the feedback that we received last year is that everything was more in one realm than the other. So feedback is always welcome. Like photography is something that we've been talking about. Do we want to offer some photography op classes and breakouts and things like that as well? I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd also like to talk about photography now in this realm of how you use it for ministry and maybe some challenges or, or wins that you found with photography. Yes. So that's one thing. I'm super passionate about photography because I'm a professional photographer. I'm very blessed to be able to use that in ministry. Um, not everybody is, but I'm a huge believer of spending the $500 or $700 or whatever it is, hire a photographer. Once a year, even if it's just once a year, hire a photographer for them to come to a Sunday service or an event or something like that so that you can have really nice images that you can sprinkle on your social media throughout the year. It makes all the difference. And it is so important to have nice images. Of your people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Of your people. Yes. Stock photos can be great, but... If you contact um, Tara, there are photographers like within our network. There yeah. Are, I mean, <laughs> we just had one walk in. <laughs> so that, I mean, like, 
and I know some churches even have photographers that donate their skills to churches that they will be a part of a team or things like that in your church and we were just Abigail we were just talking about this yesterday of how it's a different set of skills than just your normal photography you're talking low light you so just because you know how to use the equipment doesn't mean that walking into a, a church sanctuary especially that it's going to be easy to take photos so having someone who knows how to use their equipment and has the correct equipment is so important does anybody here have a photographer like a photography team or things like that Awesome. Anyone else with a photography team? Okay. Uh, that's something that I know can be challenging to, to build, but I encourage you to just what she said, just ask people, ask around. I was shocked. It was so funny. I was at a meeting a few weeks ago because surprisingly, Columbus is the area that we don't have a lot of photographers that I have met yet who live around here. And so we had a meeting that we wanted a photographer for. Couldn't find one, so I was the photographer. And so um, I get there, and I start talking to this girl, super sweet, never met her before. We just start chatting. Turns out she had a photography business before she moved to Ohio. She was a professional photographer, has all the equipment, and now she works in a daycare, but she does that on the side. And I'm like, so? <laughs> She's like, can I get your business card? <laughs> Let's chat. She's like, I would love to be at more network events and, and to take photos for those. And so you never know how you might connect with someone that that's not what they're doing now but maybe they used to do it you never know so and and it's also something that we have a lot of teens with really fancy phones that, that the now I'm not saying use that for everything like what Gabrielle said you want to have some professional photos if you're able to but we also have iPhones that are super fancy that take better photos than phones have in a long time if you have someone who knows how to use it well so just start asking them to, to use those skills Basically. Yeah. Have you seen some of the photos they post on social media? <laughs> it's like professional grade with a phone sometimes. Yes. I love portrait mode. It makes all the flaws go away. <laughs> yes. Okay, videography is another one. Videography can be used in so many different ways, and I think a lot of people, when you first think about it, it's, well, we need someone to record what we're doing. But video can be used in so many creative ways to tell so many stories, and it cannot just be live videography, a tool that I'm really excited about that we just purchased, and Jordan already has figured out how to use it, is called doodly <laughs> and um, it, if you've seen the Bible engagement project or any of those things where it's like they sketch as they talk you can come up with any script that you want and it'll sketch so we already have one that's like the our vision statement for oh man that we're going to be releasing soon and um, doing some others like that that are some of our Ohio for Jesus general stuff that can go can be used by anyone but those are some really cool ways that you may not want to show people but you can help people get engaged through videography and video tools so what are some unique tools like doodly doodly yes or other tools that you guys have found that have been helpful with videography
know, six months ago. Had them film on a Sunday in the sanctuary and then in the kids' church. And then on a Wednesday as well, they came back and filmed for all of our boys and girls' classes. And then we uh, edited a video together with all the footage of our church kids. A couple of them go to the daycare. Threw that on a TV that just loops like a three-minute video of church kids at church activities and the daycare kids walk in every day and see it. And they see all these kids, some of them that they know, having a lot of fun and then they go back to tell their parents about it. <laughs> We've actually had a lot of kids sign up at the church because of that. <laughs> that looks fun. That's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant marketing. Yes. What are some other ways that you've used videography in unique ways? What are some, you mentioned editing and maybe some of the rest of you. What are some editing tools that you use? Yes. So, I mean, we use Premiere for everything, but I was going to mention that there is a, uh, a software that's called a, a, a DaVinci, thank you, DaVinci Resolve that is would rival most high-end uh, video editing softwares, and it's free. DaVinci Resolve. Yes. It's free. Write it down. <laughs> DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> Only time we use black magic in church. look it up and if you're not a part is anyone in here not on Facebook okay get Facebook no. okay. <laughs> okay so I'm really sorry we can figure out we'll see if we can upload it but the easiest and quickest way we can do this is we have a Facebook group called OMN communications feel free to pull your phones out if you want to join it now that's a place where we can just ask questions and continue dialogue like this if you, Gabrielle, would not mind posting that when you find it, post it on there and then everyone can find it. And then I can put it, I have a way, I have to figure out how to do it. I have a way that I can email all of you if you register for the class. And so we can send that and so then I can make sure you get it there too. Um, yes. I'll get the link. It was Spark. Is it? Yeah, it was Spark. Oh, and then they just changed it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
OMN Communications. That's what it's called, right? I have it on the next slide, yes. <laughs> I want to make sure. Okay, I'm running out of time, so can I'll add you. We're Facebook friends, so I can add you. <laughs> so I can help you find that. Okay, so OMN Communications joined that. Um, we only have about 10 more minutes, so I want to share some resources, and then we can continue our conversation if we have a chance. But the Facebook group, I just shared that with you. We're also going to be sharing our print costs. We'll get that to you either. You can put it on the Facebook group. We can also um, send that out as well. But if you have printing that you need done, we just want to make sure that you know that that is available, that we can do that at cost for you. So um, we can do booklets, we can do banners. I'll let you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to Jordan. We can do booklets, banners. Yeah, booklets and banners are the main things that we do, but I mean, that covers a lot of different Like flyers. Flyers. Um, yeah, you could have done your flyers. We can't do design, but we can do print. Yes. Yes. The the network office. Um, so well, it's across the street, <laughs> but our network office we can print that. So here in Columbus, and we can mail it to you. So we would just send it at cost. Sure. Can you make note of that? Can you tell Stacy? <laughs> Yes, yes. Sticker Mule is great. If you don't know Sticker Mule, you need to know Sticker Mule because they, they will send you all kinds of promotional things as well that you'll get things for cheap uh, just being on their mailing list. But all of the Ohio for Jesus stickers, if you've seen those around, those are from Sticker Mule. They cut, it's the shape of Ohio, like cut out like that. Um, so they do die cut, they do labels, they do clear labels, uh, they do pen, like lapel pens, they do all kinds of stuff. They are a great resource, so Sticker Mule is one that I would. M-U-L-E? Yes. Like a donkey, their their logo is a donkey. <laughs> Say that again. Yes, yes. Um, okay, the the podcast. I wanted to make sure that you guys know that all of our that for Synergy, all of the sessions will be available on iTunes, well, all of the podcasting platforms. It'll be called Synergy Podcast, OMN Synergy Podcast, and you can listen to any session that you may have missed if you would like to. That's why we're all wearing these things, is for them to go onto those podcasts. It'll take about a month for us to get everything up there because we have to, these are continuously rolling, so there's a lot of dead footage to cut out and, um, and get ready, so make sure you tune in for that. I also just wanted to give a plug for the podcast that uh, I helped do, which is Ohio for Jesus podcast. If you are looking for resources, I'm really hoping that we will soon have a, a couple of communications podcasts that we'll be doing. I'm working on getting some guests for those. But the Ohio for Jesus podcast is simply resources that the network offers because I think that we have a lot of secrets, like best kept secrets that should not be secrets. We don't mean to. And so that was one of the first things that I noticed when I got there is how do we get these out there? Like John Musgrave in the church health department, if you have never connected with him, you need to just 
well, I don't know when you'll find time to sit down with him because he's everywhere around the state. They, he offers so many resources and has so many amazing things for our churches and leaders and so do so many of our departments. Our goal is never to tell you do this. Our goal is to resource you uh, with what we have. And so we just want to make those available and known. And that's what the podcast is all about, is sharing those things. This upcoming week is a little bit different. Um, We're going to be interviewing some of our missionaries uh, to Ukraine simply because of the current situation and to give you resources on how to be praying and specifically supporting AGUS missionaries who are to Ukraine during that. So we we cover all of the, the areas, all of our drivers and everything with that. And then coming soon, keep a lookout this summer. My hope is that we will have, we're working on this. My hope is it'll be out by summer. Uh, we're working on a, some sort of resource platform. We're working on the name. We don't know what we're going to call it yet, but the idea is that it'll be something like Open Network. Uh, if you're not familiar with Life Church Open Network, Life Church Open Network is a great resource for you. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it is a platform where you can download graphics and media graphics. You can anything that Life Church does, they say is free and free to use. Please use it kind of concept, and they have it available there along with other churches on that platform. We want to create something like that for Ohio Ministry Network. And we, we want to create ways that we can share some of the content that we're producing already and that you can just use it, that maybe some of the videos would be good bumper videos for your services. Maybe some of our graphics would be things that would be helpful in your, um, your ministry or your social media or things like that. So be on the lookout for that as it comes. And if you have thoughts or ideas or suggestions or questions or anything um, when it comes to communications, please reach out to me. You can, um, communications at ohioministry.net is the easiest way to just, you'll get both of us. We monitor that email. Um, Jordan, my assistant, and I monitor that. And it's, we're happy to answer any questions that we can. So communications at ohioministry.net. Is there anything that you guys wish in our next, our last few minutes that you wish that we had covered that we didn't talk about today? Because I'd love to just continue the conversation. We have about five more minutes. Nothing? We covered everything that you ever thought we should ever cover or talk about? (laughs) Okay, well, thank you for being here and for being a part of the conversation. I hope that I get to know some of you better. Uh, I'd love to talk to you afterwards. I hope you'll join the Facebook group because we want this conversation to continue. We're better together. And so build relationships, get to know each other. If somebody talked about something that you have a question about, that's why we're all here. I'm volunteering all of you to be friends with each other because that's what our network is about, is networking with each other and supporting and helping each other. uh, Communications doesn't have to be hard if we're doing it together. So thanks so much.